Hello all, welcome to the Ex-Millennial Man Podcast, podcast for SeedSing.com. I am your host, Artie Kulik, and reigning in the new year a couple of days late with me, but fresh, ready to go to live in the future that is 2024 is the greatest other host, Ty Kulik. How are you today, Ty? Hi, everybody. I'm doing good. It's funny. My son the other night said something to me on the way home from basketball, like, it doesn't feel like 2024. And I said, yeah, because we're four days into the new year. Like, it's not going to feel like that for a while. We are closer to the year 2050 than we are to 1990. That's wild, man. I saw somebody put out a social media post or something. I'm not on stupid Twitter anymore. It's probably Blue Sky or something where they were like, if they made Back to the Future now, Michael J. Fox would go back to 1994 and probably have to fill in for Kurt Cobain on Nirvana after he killed himself. Oh, man, that's wild to think about because it was Chuck Berry. <laughs> like, Oh, my God. That's crazy, man. All right. So this is every year we've done this. I actually listened to the one last year and we were surprisingly got a lot right. Oh, really? Is the things that we're looking forward to during the course of the year. And the first half is going to be just movies and TV because that's kind of the, the meat of it. Second half, I'll cover a wide variety of topics, including sociological things and talk about what we're all looking forward to the election. But uh, no. <laughs> but let's this is going to be a lot of stuff so I want to kick this off right away with movies. Now a year ago at this time you were talking about a little movie called Megan and mm, oh, nice. And then Maybe I was my best of Yeah, <laughs> and then I was talking about a TV show about to start called The Last of Us. So we kicked off pretty hot. I can tell you when I'm looking at and I'm going to talk about a lot obviously but the movies I'm looking at, I literally wrote down the ones I would actually go to the movie theater to see. There's a lot coming out. We had a lot delayed from last year because of the writers and the actors strike. But I want to get a few ideas from you, Ty. What are some movies in 2024 you're looking forward to? Being honest, right off the bat, as we said in our end of 2023 thing, I don't go to the theaters a lot. But there are two movies I am. You better damn well believe I'm going to the theaters to see. The first one's Dune Part 2. I love Dune. I love the first one. I've read the book. I don't like the original movie as much as you seem to like it, but I loved the first one I watched on HBO Max, and that was during an uptick in COVID cases last year, so I, I felt more comfortable watching it at home, but I can remember seeing the first one saying, man, I wish I saw this on a big screen, but there's really only... Uh, before you one- go on, I will say, I did see Dune on the big screen. I went on a Wednesday in the middle of the day, and I was the only person in the movie theater with... <laughs> means I watched it with no pants on, because if I'm the only one in the theater, I'm taking my pants off. You can't watch stuff (laughs) with no pants on. That's uncomfortable. But honestly, and there's other stuff. I'll wait for a second to get to the one I really want to see. I took my daughter to see Wonka, and we saw a preview for If, which is Imaginary Friends, uh, John Krasinski and Ryan Reynolds movie. That looks really good. Deadpool 3, which I'm going to see because they have Hugh Jackman as Wolverine supposedly in it with all the pictures. Inside Out 2, I loved Inside Out. I'm curious about this because I'm curious what you think. I hated the original Joker. I'm kind of intrigued by this new one with Harley Quinn, and I do like Lady Gaga, so I'm interested in what we have with that. Book of Clarence looks really cool and really different from any like religious epic. I'm interested to see Madam Web, mainly because I like Adam Scott a whole lot. But honestly, if there's one movie I'm going to make time, put time out of my schedule, and I'm going to go see in the theater on opening night, which I fully plan on doing, it's Furiosa. There's no other movie coming out in 2024 that I'm this excited about. Like, I could have said Poor Things and Iron Claw. I'm actually planning on going to see Iron Claw the day after we record this, but those came out in 2023, and those are movies I'm looking forward to. 
Furiosa is, you and I talked about it. I wrote a blog about the preview when it came out. Clearly, you and I both love Mad Max Fury Road. So to get this, I guess it's a prequel if you want to call it that. I couldn't be more excited for this movie. And so much so is that when I saw the preview, I didn't realize that was Chris Hemsworth. I thought it was Tormund from Game of Thrones, but it's Chris Hemsworth in prosthetic makeup. And I've really grown to like all the stuff I've seen Anya Taylor-Joy in. So I'm really excited to see what she does with this role. Yeah, Furiosa is the top movie I'm going to be looking forward to seeing. And when we did this last year, we talked about kind of the big elephant in the room is Barbie. Was Barbie going to be a successor? Anything like that? Spoiler it alert, was. it was a success. But <laughs> yeah. it's this is this is about as surefire as it can get. I mean, mm-hmm. I was telling somebody that this will probably be the first movie I've seen since a pandemic that the theater is going to be packed. And oh, for sure. And Barbie it, was packed when I saw okay, it. Okay. Ours is about half or so. But and look, this is I'm gonna talk about some of this at the end, but I've had four people I know recently come down with COVID. Now, thankfully, all four of them are vaccinated and they've quarantined and all that stuff. And none of it's been that bad. One of them had like what you would call a bad cough for maybe two days yeah, because, you know, vaccines work. Furiosa is obviously going to be the movie of the year, but I'm going to go down just a list because these are movies when I looked up, I'm like, okay, I'll probably go see these in the theater. Obviously, there's Dune 2 that Mm -hmm. comes out in March that comes out here fairly soon. I know I'm going to say his name wrong, but it's a Dune Ho who did Parasite and Snowpiercer. Mm. His next English language movie called Mickey 17. And it's nope, uh, I didn't even know he had a movie. Yeah, it's Robert Pattinson plays like a dude that like a group of people, they go to colonize other planets. But when they die, they just get replaced with a clone with all the same memories. So really quick too, yeah. with Robert Pattinson. Such a him and Kristen Stewart, both way better careers. Oh, than yeah. I thought they would have when I saw them. In <laughs> yeah, no, they both have. <laughs> Especially off the heels of probably my favorite movie of last year, Godzilla Minus One. I am going to stupidly go into Godzilla X-Con, The New Empire. And I'm going to have a, I'm gonna have a great time, but I know it's going to be bad. I'm just going to have a good time. I was listening to Scott Hasn't Seen earlier today, and it's Scott Aukerman, Sean Disson, and Jack Quaid was their guest. And they talked about Godzilla from 1998, and they kept bringing oh. up this Godzilla Minus One movie, how good that is. Compared to how bad Godzilla oh, 1998 is. Godzilla 98 is absolutely atrocious. It's a terrible, <laughs> terrible movie. But Alex Garland's Civil War comes out. These are all movies coming out before April, which I... And Alex Garland needs to... Because Men wasn't as good as I think everybody thought it was going to be. So I'm curious to see how he comes back from that. Yeah, I haven't seen... I've seen Ex Machina, Annihilation, and Devs. I never did see Men. But the, I didn't see it either, but I heard it. It didn't get great. OK, the those three other projects. So incredible. Obviously, you brought up Deadpool three. I mean, of course, I saw the other two. Definitely mm-hmm. going to go see it. There's Beetlejuice two is supposed to be coming out late in the year. Yeah. Curious about that. Yeah. I mean, I don't. This is a story for another day. I'm not a huge fan of the movie Beetlejuice. I don't that hate movie's it. Awesome. What are you talking yeah, about? I know. I know. Rips, dude. I will most definitely be sitting in the theater for the animated Transformers 1 movie. Of course you will. (laughs) 100% I will be there. They say Gladiator 2 is coming out. I don't know if I'm going to see it. I don't really care for Gladiator, which I guess doesn't make me a man or whatever. I don't like that movie either, man. What's his name? Eggers, uh, the guy that did the North. Oh, Robert Eggers? Yeah. uh, The Lighthouse. Yes. 
Robert Pattinson. I just watched The Lighthouse yes. recently. He's that movie got, nuts, man. He's got his version of Nosferatu, which is the F.W. Murray original vampire movie. The old one from like 1919 is still one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. And I okay. think I think he's got Willem Dafoe playing. Uh, it's <laughs> long awaited. I had a talk with my wife the other day about like what is the musical, the modern musical that's kind of carried over that people still like. I mean, people are sick and tired of Hamilton now, and it's BS history lesson that it gives <laughs> every time a new musical comes out. This is the best ever. It was Spam a lot, then Book of Mormon, then the producers and. But there hasn't been a big musical in the last 30 years that I think people still like, except one. And that's Wicked, the Wicked Witch of the West story. And that movie is finally coming out at the end of the year. Okay. And I know that's going to be two parts, but let's talk about Joker. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about it. Because I know you like the original. I do. It makes me feel like I share too much with the incel community. But no, I did. I did like it. It's... I. It's a fascinating movie to me. Mm-hmm. I think Margot Robbie plays Harley Quinn in the James Gunn DC and before. And she's great. But Lady Gaga, somebody to see how this is going to work out. Everything about this movie tells me no, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because first off, it's called Voila Do or something BS mm-hmm. like that. And then also they keep threatening with me that it's a musical. Uh-huh. I also saw a picture of Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga the other day, like I guess on set, and their makeup was all smeared. And in my head, I said, I can't believe this crap is out here right now. I mean, everything about this movie looks like it's going to be bad. Yeah. Like a movie I have not watched yet, I probably will not watch, is Zack Snyder's not Star Wars Rebel Moon that's on Netflix. I didn't even know he had one of those. Yeah, yeah. And I remember seeing the previews for it, and I said, Everything about this looks wrong, and supposedly it is. Talk about Drew McGarry a lot on this podcast. He, for one of his publications, he watched it and he said, if they make me watch part two, I'm going to quit my job. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) but there's, there's also, there's the new, new Ghostbusters has a movie coming out. I I don't know why they keep trying to redo this. Yeah, I have no desire. They did a good with the one with Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy, Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon. I thought it was good. They'd never had to do the one with Paul Rudd. Yeah, I felt tacked on. And I don't know. I know people that like that, but I don't care. Yeah. As far as it I'm concerned, it's not like it's super long, which is a problem. Yeah, but it's fine. Uh, you do have a remake of the Patrick Swayze incredible film Roadhouse with Jake Gyllenhaal. I've read that that's not any not going to be anything like the original. Oh, I guarantee. What made the original one great? Yeah, yeah I guarantee you, it's not. There's Ryan Gosling, the Fall Guy movie, which, oh, yeah. you know, looks like it's a more dressed up MacGruber, which, by the way, people, if you've never seen MacGruber, that movie slaps. That movie. I watched it a month ago and it made me laugh even harder than the first time I saw it. And you have the biopic of, of, uh, what's her name? Amy Winehouse. It's also the biopic of Bob Marley. I'm surprised you didn't bring that up. Okay. So <laughs> just a real quick aside, I was at our folks' house over New Year's watching a football game with our dad and, that preview came on and my our mom said, are you going to see that? And I told her I probably will see it. But my issue with biopics is that they always make the person out to be a good guy, good yeah. person, good guy, good girl. I adore Bob Marley, everything that he did. He wasn't the best husband. No. He wasn't a doting father. He could have had surgery on his toe and the cancer could have been removed. But be, due to his faith, he didn't do that. So I fear 
the guy they got to play him looks like him. The guy that the lady they got to play Rita Marley looks like Rita Marley Marley, but I will see it. I'm sure I'll see it. I'm sure it'll be fine. But they already made a documentary about him. Watch the documentary. I I'm at a point in my life now too where I'm kind of over biopics. I'll just watch a documentary about that mm-hmm. person. But I will see the Bob Mar- the 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 fictional Bob Marley movie that's coming out. I've definitely got issues with, but I'll probably see it. That's well, just my personal opinion. For some reason, Chris Pratt gets to voice another iconic animated character. He's going to be Garfield. They should have just let Bill Murray do it again. <laughs> in the Garfield movie. And then you you mentioned Inside Out too, but there's the John Wick spinoff ballerina. So I didn't watch the John Wick show on Peacock. And mm-hmm. it's like, maybe I'll see ballerina because I'm sure it'll be cool. It's a movie, but I just want to watch John Wick. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that, and that could very well be part of it, but. And then last but not least, and this is my fault, and it's something I wrote down that I need to fix because, and I saw the preview for this and I'm like, oh, this looks good, is the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, okay. the, the, uh, the new Planet of the Apes movies. Now, the old Charlton Heston movies, the first two, I really like a lot. You They're know? great. Yeah. I've never seen any of these new ones. And I'm like, really? yeah. And I'm like, They're I should, really good. I sit right. I, I, <laughs> yeah. It's one of those weird, empty spaces. I'm like, I'm going to go see that. But I mean, I, Ty, I wrote down 13 movies I will probably go see in the movie theater this year. That's how yeah. strong this year is. And I know, I know that I'm going to be watching Godzilla con thinking, I wish this could be more like Godzilla minus one. And then they're going <laughs> to start punching stuff. And I'm going to be like, okay. And my balls yeah. are going to rock. And I'm going to be <laughs> like, yep, that's it. See, I have that feeling, but for Furiosa, like, it no, Furiosa is going to be good, though. What <laughs> Godzilla versus Kong or whatever mm-hmm. Godzilla X Kong or whatever might be good. Like yeah, well. Fury, Furiosa, and I know some people. Dune's so boring. Why would you want to watch Dune? Who cares about Dune? Like I like that story, and I like that they broke it up into two parts. And all the Zen, Zendaya fans that were all upset that she wasn't in the first one that much, she's going to be in the oh, second yeah. one a ton. Like that, if you've read the books, not to be that guy, but if you've read the books, she's going to be in this one a ton. So. And I'm sure there's always A24 who they were able to work through the strike because they paid the people what they wanted and they gave them what they wanted. They're going to come out with something like you mentioned Robert Eggers, Nosferatu. I think that's A24. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't even know Iron Claw was a movie, a thing until a couple of months ago that A24 was making. I didn't know that Poor Things was a movie. So A24 always comes out with something where I'm like, oh, okay, I'll end up watching that. But that's the thing with independent movies that I like is I don't I won't know about them for a couple of months. So I can't sit here and talk about these independent movies that I'm excited to see. But for me at this moment on this date in, in early January, it's Dune part two and Furiosa. That's what I'm, I will go to the theaters to see those. Last year at this time, we were talking about Dune, Dune part two, because it was supposed to come out last yeah. year. And I said it then, and I'm going to say it now when people are going to be like, oh, the first one was slow and all this other stuff. This second one is literally about space Jesus getting high on drugs. Okay. <laughs> On spice. <laughs> yes. That's what this movie's about. And then you've got Florence Pugh. You've got, what's his name? Christopher Walken playing the emperor of the universe. Austin awesome. Butler filling in for Sting. <laughs> and I mean, it's it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. That's all I well, And I have become a humongous Tim, Timothee Chamolet fan mm-hmm. or whatever, like. Seen him in Dune. Okay, that's awesome. He I don't watch SNL, but I see his clips and he's oh, yeah, hilarious he's on that. And Wonka was 
wonderful. Like I took my daughter to see that because she loves it. And I was way into that movie and it was be because of his performance. So I'm a fan of his. All right. Well, let's move on to television. Now I'm going to, I record these at home or at my office and I'm at my office right now. And usually at home, because I have a printer, I just take a big printer sheet and I write it down. But in my office, because I'm, I don't know, stupid, I just have little post-it notes like posted everywhere. And I figured TV, I wasn't going to fill any of these post-it notes. I filled two. So okay, yeah. let me get your idea first of television. Because again, we're talking about the writer's strike mm-hmm. and the actor's strike pushed some things over. And that's why I think we are going to be loaded with great television this year. Yeah, I mean, you talk about the writers and actors strike. There's no better resemblance of something that got pushed back because of both of those due to Abbott Elementary Season 3 comes out. It's the best network show, hands down. I don't think anybody can argue with that. I I cannot remember the creator's name, but she's a genius. She made a wonderful television show, and I can't wait to see what they do with that. I'm hesitant but also intrigued by this Walking Dead where it's the people who lived. The good people? All- the ones when well, the show was good? <laughs> yeah. I, I guess if you want to call it, you know, the one when the people were good. Are, it's just, it's interesting to me because that show started so strong. It came on really, really strong. And the first couple of seasons were good. And then it just fell flat. And honestly, I don't know if he's going to be in it, but I'd love to see John Berthal, Bernthal's character come back and see what, what he does in that. My wife, who is on vacation right now, but she told me when I told her what we, were, what we were recording about today, she told me I had to mention Bridgerton season three. She loves that show. So this is for her if she's going to listen to it while she's on her cruise. Agatha, the show Agatha from WandaVision, she has her show that's coming out this year. The Penguin, if you want to stay in this whole quote unquote superhero. And I will say there are a lot of issues I had with the Batman. Talk about a slow. That's a very slow movie mm-hmm. movie. But I was very much into Robert Pattinson's portrayal. I thought the creepy kid who's in There Will Be Blood who played the Riddler. I can't think of his name. Paul Dano. Paul Dano, yeah. I thought Paul Dano's thing was horrifying and done really well. But what's-his-face who plays the Penguin was great. And Uh, he was unrecognized. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Oh, yeah. He was incredible. He was so good. And, like, I remember seeing him on the screen and being like, oh, I want more of this. So I'm glad they're doing a show. House of the Dragon Season 2 is coming out. That's another thing that my wife and I watch that we are really much into. But the main thing for me, the main TV show I kind of want to point out and talk about the most is they're doing the final season of What We Do in the Shadows. This was a show that I was hesitant about because the movie was so good. And why would you take these characters and do something totally different with them? But the show achieved and wildly surpassed any expectations I had. Matthew Barry is a goddamn genius on that show and he's one of the funniest like i knew he was funny before i watched Snuffbox and other stuff that he was in but i didn't funny he could actually be christian shawl becoming a main character on that is amazing the girl who plays nadja is wonderful nandor guillermo they're all they're all great and i at first when i was kind of shocked that they were ending it but then i thought about it and it's five seasons feel or six seasons feels good for a show like that i'm sure these people want to do other things but it's gotten better every season. So I have a feeling with this final season, they're going to really give it their all and go out with a bang. And I'll be upset when it's over, but very excited to watch as it unfolds. So there is like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to replicate picking the last of us being the show of the year, but (laughs) and in the case of the last of us, it had great casting. It had some big heavy hitters behind it. And it was telling a story very much for our time. 
Well, a show that has gone through a lot of revolutions and then it seems like Disney's just trying to dump it. Now everybody's like, no, no, this is pretty great. Comes out, I think, next week is Echo. Yeah, all, I saw commercial yeah, for that. All of the episodes are dropping the exact same time, that a la Netflix style, not weekly mm-hmm. like what Disney is you, on Disney+. Plus. And it's it's a Marvel show, but it's rated TVMA. Mm-hmm. The now, preview looked pretty heavy. Yeah. Now, I watched Hawkeye, where you get introduced to the character of Echo. And okay. it's and, uh, Hawkeye, I thought, was an enjoyable show. But her story and then, what's his name, Vincent D'Onofrio playing the kingpin again. Oh, okay. And I, before I move completely on, they are supposed, Disney Plus is supposed to have their Daredevil show essentially daredevil season four that daredevil show on netflix i thought was great i really think it was great that maybe some of the best fighting scenes i have ever seen in a tv show and in the case of matt murdoch he's blind in the case of echo she's deaf and they are brutal brutal characters (laughs) so and then you have the kingpin who is essentially just a a non-hulk hulk-like monster and i'm intrigued to see if because we talked about this on our you know, year in review, that I just don't give a crap about any of this stuff. I thought Guardians of the Galaxy Part 3 was great, but mm-hmm. all the rest of these superhero movies, I don't care. Maybe getting back to these stories that aren't interconnected to 57 other things, because the people Something that made different. Echo have said, it's, this is its story. You don't have to have watched Hawkeye. You don't have to have watched Daredevil. It's going to be its own story about this character. So I am intrigued by that. Sure. And then you don't quite remember it. I was going to one day tell stories about it. But in the like late 70s and early 80s, television used to have like regular TV, NBC, CBS, all that crap, ABC, would have these really prestigious miniseries on Roots being one of them. Uh, there was one I watched with our folks called The 60s. Yes. Yeah. 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 There was, it used to be a big thing. There was always Richard Chamberlain in there and stuff like that. Well, one of them that I remember vividly is one called Shogun about a British guy coming to Imperial, like early Imperial Japan and just lush and beautiful. Well, FX is redoing that. Oh, I've seen commercials while I watch Fargo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, All right. Yeah. It's one of those weird little things that I'm going to be in. I've had the Agatha Darkhold diaries because I don't even know how much I'm going to like that, but it's Catherine Hahn. And I mean, she's, she's, she rules. She's great and everything. The penguin talked about daredevil born again, the boys season four. Yep, that's right. I know a lot of people were really like Gen V. I still haven't even finished it. I'm kind of like, eh. But there is the uh, animated superhero show Invincible on Amazon Prime. I've heard of that. I've never watched it. it's really good. (laughs) I mean, you want to talk about violent and bloody, but a very kind of different story than what The Boys is. But they did. They have a full season one, and then they split up season two into two parts. I've seen the first part. The second part comes out this year. Supposedly, another Squid Game. So Supposedly. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But speaking of Squid Game, I got to talk about my Star Wars shows. The guy who was the lead in uh, Squid Game, the other one, I can never say his name correctly. Mm -hmm. He's player in a, four, five, six, I believe was his number. Yeah, yeah. On Squid Game. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be in a Star Wars. And it's called okay. Star Wars the Acolyte. And it comes from the woman that made the show Russian Doll, which a lot of people say it's great. And it's no Skywalkers, no Mandalorians, no this other stuff. It takes place like a thousand years before any of the other Star Wars were when the Jedi are at the height of the power. And it's supposed to be rumors are like the rise of the Sith. 
And okay. the it's just, again, it's a, an interesting idea. I love it when people play in the Star Wars world. Everybody's already saying they're comparing it to Andor and its quality. So I'm like, okay. I'll see that. Now on the complete opposite side, Jude Law is doing a Star Wars called Skeleton Crew, which is supposed to be more of a kid-friendly show. Okay. I'll probably check it out. The Bad Batch Season 3, their final season, is... Okay going to be coming out this year like i said ty there is just an ungodly amount of television that i probably will be watching i mean there's things i missed out on last year i still haven't seen the third season of mandalorian i probably okay. will i just haven't seen it yet yeah. but all of this stuff i mean when i was reading about echo and daredevil born again i'm like man i want to go back and watch daredevil because yeah it is I, the third season of that show when he's trying to get out of jail again he's blind okay and he's mm-hmm. trying to get out of this jail and has to beat the living crap out of like 57 dudes in a hallway. It is <laughs> so good. And Sounds like, like the raid. Yes. No, actually, that's a great that's a great comparison is okay. very, very much like that. Well, and like there was other stuff I wanted. Twisted Metal, a show I really oh, liked, which I didn't know about, got picked up for a second season. I don't know if that's coming out in 24. The Bear was picked up for a third season, and that's a show where I didn't think anything could surpass that first season, and they did it with the second ones. There's other shows, too, that I'm excited. I, the Simpsons, I'm sure, are coming back with another season. Yeah. I just don't know wh- when this stuff comes out, if it comes out in 2024. Well, and, and I There's do- so many streaming channels. Like, there's yeah. so many options now. Oh, and I looked. I mean, I've got one FX show, but almost everything I have on here is either HBO Max or Disney. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like season two of Last of Us coming out this year. No, no, no. That's okay. I don't yeah, think that's... it's coming out till next year. There is no, the final. How could I? The final season of Curbs coming out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's about to come out. Yeah, <laughs> there is a show. They don't have a date for it yet or anything. And it's again, it's prestige people. One of the guys, there are two guys, did the show Chernobyl. One of them went to do The Last of Us. The other one is doing the show Dune Prophecy. Yeah, I read about that yeah. too. So, and that's supposed to be again. Like the Star Wars Act Light show takes place thousands of years before what we see. But again, you give creative people a chance to play in these worlds. They tend to be creative and make they tend to, yeah, yeah, they tend to make really good things. I, I don't. And when I say I haven't seen the third season, of the Mandalorian, it, it's nothing. Look, I like the Mandalorian. I defended Obi-Wan Kenobi. Book of Boba Fett, even with all its like fractured storytelling, I still well, it got good it. when it became the Mandalorian. Well, that's that's what I mean. It's, <laughs> yeah, I I enjoyed it. Andor was something else, and that's why I think I'm looking forward to the Star Wars Acolyte. But it's like some of these shows, I'll go back and I'll watch them. Speaking of movies, it's not going to come out this year, but they're actually an active production of new Star Wars movies. And I know, I know, because a bunch of right wingers are mad because one of them's being directed by a woman, and she said. Who you cares? Know, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> but again, they're building these worlds. It's great. I know my, my wife said she doesn't want to do homework to go watch a movie, which is why she doesn't do, watch Marvel you. things. But having said that, I'm still going to watch Colin Farrell's Penguin show. <laughs> so. uh-huh. I'm going to watch Deadpool 3. I might not know everybody in it, but the picture I saw of Deadpool and Wolverine, Wolverine has on his blue and yellow suit like that got me excited to see that. Well, it's Ryan Reynolds is taking every mistake of Marvel characters and fixing them, starting with Deadpool. Uh-huh, <laughs> Wolverine. Hello, all. This is RD. I wanted to talk to you guys about a, another podcast that I do work on called High Heels and Politics. It's hosted by Marianne Christie, who I work with here in Southwest Ohio. And Marianne, she interviews 
a lot of influential people. In Ohio, she's interviewed a lot of political people that are influential. But for those of you outside of the state, she's also interviewed people like Susie Chapstick Chaffee, a former Olympic skier who was the face of Chapstick for the 1970s and 1980s. It's really interesting to listen to that one because she talks about her struggles as a woman in the Olympics, but then how she used her celebrity and her attractiveness in order to get more rights for amateur athletes, which led us today to things like the NIL. Also, Susie was very instrumental in Title IX, which we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of. But it's not all just seriousness. Marianne has also interviewed the Naked Cowboy, the New York City icon that's been out there. Simon Lease, who a lot of you may know if you've ever seen The People vs. Larry Flint, he was the guy that arrested Larry Flint. He also arrested Jerry Springer when Jerry Springer was a member of the Cincinnati City Council here. So I encourage you guys go to Spotify, Google, Apple, go search High Heels in Politics, follow, subscribe the show. Marianne comes out with a new one every week, and it's an incredibly great conversation. And if you're interested or know anybody that may be on High Heels in Politics, just go to the contact page and talk to us. So let's get back to the conversation. Okay, Ty, so we got through movies and TV that I'm way, way geeked for. I'm going to cover a lot of topics in here, and all the topics I have are on one post-it note. So for those of you that know, I just did five post-it notes, and now I'm down to one. And we'll see see what we discover in here, but we're going to start with music. I said this in our year-in-review thing. There's not a lot of new music I'm into right now. The people who I wanted to release music new have done it in the last two years, and they usually only release every few years. So I don't have any. I don't have any Vampire Weekend to look forward to this year. I don't have who else I ever listened to. I don't know if Weird Al Yankovic. Lana Del Rey. Well, yeah, she already put her album out here. So <laughs> she's pretty prolific, though, man. And and I did. <laughs> I looked. I looked through a variety of places, all this other stuff, and just nothing that interests me. What about you? I know and your little so, Dickies album comes out in like a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. little Dickie album comes out early January. But that's the thing. I'm starting to realize that I'm getting older because I don't know a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff because I looked up anticipate most anticipated albums. I was telling you off mic and I don't know a lot of these people, but I do know some of them. Callie Uchis has a new record coming out in January. She's some, an artist I like. You mentioned Lil Dicky. Kid Cudi has a record coming out. Oh, I do like people, Kid Cudi. As I say, for people who don't like know him or are on the fence about Kid Cudi. He makes really good, really interesting, like hip hop esque music. So he and Joe Burrow his... are good friends too. Oh, are they? I, I see. I didn't rumor. know that. Because <laughs> yeah. everybody, bit, everybody ripped on Burrow after the Super Bowl they were in that they lost because he went to a Kid Cudi concert that night and he invited him on stage. <laughs> and I'm like, the dude was like 24, 25. Yeah, he's a kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brittany Howard, who is the lead vocalist for. Alabama Shakes, a band I really like, who I think they're disbanded now, but she has a solo record coming out. And then you look at some other anticipated artists that are like Elton John apparently has a new record coming out this year. And it'd be cool to listen to some of his stuff. SZA, who's a St. Louis artist, and she's like super famous, has a record coming out. My daughter is a humongous Taylor Swift fan, and Taylor Swift has one of her Taylor versions coming out. For me, the one the the thing I'm most excited about, because I don't know when Run the Jewels, Kendrick Lamar, Wu-Tang Clan may do something because they have a residency in Vegas now. So it'd be cool if they make some music. The one I'm most excited about, I actually saw about it on their Instagram reels, is the Black Keys have a new record coming out. And it's been a while. They haven't released an album in a couple of years. And I guess they've been working on stuff in the studio. And 
They're working with some heavy hitters, mainly, and you should like this. I saw a picture of the two members, Patrick Carney and Dan Auerbach, recording with Beck to get Beck on one of their records. I think it'll be cool. I've heard that it's like what I've read from what they've said, it's going to be more of a return to form for them, which I'm very excited about. So anytime one of my favorite bands of all time announces a new record, I'm intrigued by that. And the day it comes out, I'll be listening. I just don't know which day it comes out. So Yeah, I mean, you've always been really into the Black Keys. And it was one of those things I would hear songs. I'm like, that's pretty good. But I uh, about last year, I should say, I started to listen to a lot more. and. I, I'm going to be one of those guys. I like their early stuff. The last few years, <laughs> they've been, again, they're, they're they musicians. Different things. Yeah. yeah. And I've heard the same thing you've said. And everybody's like, oh, it's back to basics. It was kind of like yeah. when, when Radiohead made, uh, I think, In Rainbows or something. And everybody was like, oh, they're away from their experimental phase, which, hey. I like I had, their experimental stuff. <laughs> yeah. My, my kid was, my kid was listening to Kid A the other day. So, and nice. Yeah. I also have read stuff and I don't know if it's 24, 25, but I think Tom, speaking of Radiohead, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood are doing something yeah. together. I don't know if it's Radiohead or something else, but they're doing something together. Now, video games. We were talking off mic about this, but the problem with video games is it's very hard to know what's going to come out. Now, Nintendo's usually pretty good about we are coming out with this game on this day and it doesn't they have a, a lot of games coming out this year none of them that really intrigue me but a lot of them are remakes and things like that mm. but for the most part Sony or Microsoft they'll announce a game and you won't hear about it for years now okay. we know in 2025 that Grand Theft Auto 6 is going to come out and that's going to be a big deal supposedly the next big Mario game is going to come out, the next Mario Kart, the Halo game. But we're not talking about 2025. We're talking about nope. 2024. So I'm like, look, I like my video games. And, and one of my big things is I'm going to play Baldur's Gate 3 this year. But that game came out last year. I'm just mm. going to finally play it. But there are two games that I'm like, okay, I'll probably get these. One is a game called Skull and Bones, which is basically you are a pirate. You go get other pirate ships. You go plunder stuff. The game sounds great and i know so much about it because it was supposed to come out in 2018 <laughs> my my son was six yeah. in 2018 but they he's you, about to turn 12 dude. yeah yeah and it was like with starfield last year they have these games that have long been waiting people are looking for and again this game sounds cool to me i like these types of games these just kind of open world, but I get to be a pirate. And I, yeah. and like I say, you start off with a small little boat and you just go and keep stealing. The other one though, that I'm, I'm interested in because sometimes I just want to sit back and just brainlessly do something. So a couple months ago, somebody was, they were doing an interview with John Carpenter. And I think it was like the 40th anniversary of the thing or something like that. They were talking to him and he's like, I don't really care about making movies anymore. I like to watch basketball and I like to play video games. My man. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, and what's weird is so somebody called him up and said, hey, you want to help us develop a video game? So you have one of these brainless shooter games that John Carpenter developed called John Carpenter's Toxic Commando. And nice. I know nothing about it other than it's some shooter game and there's going to be zombies and things and all this other stuff. And you got to go through it. But you know what? You put John Carpenter's name on it. I'm going to give it a shot. Absolutely, man. That sounds cool. Yeah. Now, I know I like some John Carpenter. Some people who know me are going to talk about how they have the Final Fantasy VII remake coming out. I don't own a PlayStation. I don't plan on it, so I probably won't play that. But I, I think 
outside of college football, which we don't know if it's coming out. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's what I told you off, Mike. There's some big announcement coming Monday night during, I think it might be during the national title game. Maybe they'll do it during the day or whatever, but that's honestly the only thing I care about if they're ever... My my son got NBA 2K for Christmas, and he keeps complaining that and I haven't played that yet because it's it's 2K. It's like Madden, Madden 2K, MLB the Show. It's all the same thing. So until the new college football game comes out, if it ever comes out, that's the only video game I'm I'm ever excited about. And I'm sure it'll be very easy to play, but that's what I like about it. No. And I can I can be Michigan on that. Yeah. Well, speaking of Michigan, let's talk sports. okay (laughs) by the time a lot of people have listened to this michigan will either be the national champion or the runner-up again looking backward that missouri ohio state what was it cotton 14 to 3 one of the worst football games i've ever seen in my life but missouri did what they were supposed to do my my team what did their coach say we're gritty and dirty like missouri i I hate that guy (laughs) (laughs) i was just like I'm not from Missouri. I'm from St. Louis, so I'm not gritty yeah, and dirty. You're not but, gritty, you're dirty. <laughs> but, He's no. also not from Missouri. No, no, no. <laughs> and hey, look, hey, good for Mizzou, but again, when you're Leonard wins, dude, eleven and two. Yeah, and but when you're playing Ohio State's fourth string quarterback and no Marvin Harrison, and their defense. That's why I had to explain to my wife their defense was still out there. Yeah, that was all eleven guys. Yeah. But out, outside of that, those two football games for the to go out with a bang, that college semifinal was pretty good. Yeah, so it was great. I'm sure you're looking forward to the Monday game. Looking forward slash nervous. Michigan has familiarity with Penix because he Michael Penix yeah. Jr. because he played at Indiana, but he shredded Michigan while he was at I Indiana. say, yeah, that was the last time I think Indiana, Indiana beat. Won. <laughs> yeah. It was during the 2020 season, yeah. so mm-hmm. take that as you will. But it's going to be a tough game. Washington's really good. They have phenomenal receivers. Michigan does have a good defense, which I think they showed against Alabama. I can remember watching the semifinal. Obviously, I remember watching the semifinal game on the first with our dad, and he held his hand out after Michigan won, and it was shaking, and my heart was going crazy. So the game will be fun. And, I mean. I'm going to be terrified the whole time I watch this. So I have fun. Fun is neither here nor there. But I told you before we started recording, and I'll tell everybody who listens to our podcast, I do think this will be the last game Jim Harbaugh coaches at Michigan, regardless of the outcome. I think he's going pro, going to coach either the Chargers or doesn't seem like the Raiders is on the table because a bunch of guys on the no, team they want their guy. Want the yeah. Bears, I think the Bears is a good job if they get rid he, of that uh, coach. They're keeping him. They've already announced that they're keeping him. They should. He did better than I think a lot of people expected. Well, if, and if they keep him for one more year and maybe they don't do well and Harbaugh says, well, I'll wait until that job opens, great. But I do think he's, after Monday night, he's done. And much like other Michigan fans have said, I hope they just give Sharon Moore the job. He's earned it. He proved that over this past season. He's two and zero as a head coach. He is three and zero. Oh, oh, oh okay, that's right. Coach I, I forgot about games of the regular season. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so he's four and zero and outcoached Ryan Day. He outcoached Bill O'Brien, Alabama's offense. Or I guess no, Tommy Reese is Alabama's offensive coordinator now. But Sharon Moore has done it, and I would give him the job. But yeah, Monday night is going to be exciting slash incredibly nerve wracking. I'm looking forward to my son playing. Uh, we got we got our basketball, our second session of basketball is going on. Baseball's in the spring, and he's really kind of dedicated himself to football. So I th- I'm looking forward to watching him play in the fall. My daughter's kicking butt at karate. I love the NBA Finals. It's one of my favorite things to watch. And with the Grizzlies being so comically bad this year, I won't have to be like scared about them in the playoffs, but. 
I'm curious. I know the Cardinals signed some good pitcher recently, so I'm curious what their baseball team is going to look like. And I honestly have no idea who's going to play in the Super Bowl. Zero idea. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, it's if I had to say what I was looking forward to, I'm honestly looking forward to my two hometown pro teams. And now some people say, well, we got three. We got the soccer team, too, which in typical Cincinnati fashion, they had a great season and then completely choked out in the playoffs. Oh, man. But um. (laughs) But, you know, whatever. It's the Reds and the Bengals here. And the Bengals are going to be, are going to win eight or nine games without having Burrow, without having him half the year. And then the half they did have him, he only had one leg. For, he was hurt, yeah. yeah. And then a terrible, terrible run, offensive line for the run. I mean, the Bengals run game, an incredibly predictable offense. Mm-hmm. And this team is still going to win eight or nine games this year. So I look at With next Jake year, Browning. Yeah. So I look at next year, and I think healthy Joe Burrow. They're probably going to tag T. Higgins, so the whole game's coming back. Mm-hmm. They don't have any major free agents that they got to look to lose right now. So I'm actually looking real, and then they get to play that fourth place schedule. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to them next year. But the Reds, I'm actually looking more forward to the Reds because they're young, they're talented, they're stupid they're i mean they, somebody like ella de la cruz is one of the most just oozing with he's charisma but he's so oozing awesome. with talent and yeah, he's so awesome and you know he's got a full season now under and him. he makes baseball fun he wasn't with, in <laughs> camp with the red with the pro yeah. team last year he's gonna be there and then there's other guys like mclean there's abbott they went out and they spent some money on pitchers they don't have any more dead money. The Mike Moustakis terrible deal is gone. I'm sad that Joey Votto's gone, but I understand. I mean, yeah. he he wants to keep playing. This team wasn't going to have it. But look, at the end of the day, I'm just curious if Dodgers can win 130 games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting, too, to watch Shohei Otani not pitch at all. Because mm-hmm. that'll be fascinating. But I mean, you have him in a lineup with Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Shohei Otani. Like, that's... This is Gehrig, Ruth, Mantle type stuff. And then they get the next great Japanese pitcher to come over their team. No, I'm just curious if they're going to win 130 games. And then I'll find it hilarious when they lose in the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I can remember playing baseball video games and be like, oh, my God, my team won 135 games. That's never going to happen. It could honestly happen. But, yeah, who knows? Is Dave Roberts still coaching that team, too? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> all right <laughs> i mean it's it will be interesting to see it's also 2024 it's an olympic year so the olympics oh, yeah. are going to be in paris the olympics are always a big event Let's see if they can screw shikari richardson out of not being able to run again and not have the yeah, best athletes so in the world there but yeah it's the olympics are always a thing there's always some star that's going to be coming out of there i think katie ledecky's still swimming it's uh, it's in paris it's not in one of these fascist countries or something like that it's going to be i think it's going to be a cool event plus the last olympics was in japan covid time completely shut down and this will be i I, look i'm gonna i'm gonna sound like i'm not taking covid seriously trust me i'm gonna end talking about that but it's going to be nice to see fans yeah (laughs) absolutely well team usa men's basketball is gonna have all the stars they all yeah it's not gonna be the FIFA Cup games where everybody's like, what? Yeah, the FIFA stuff. <laughs> yeah what, what a failure. Oh, wait, our best player, Anthony Edwards, is awesome, but he's also like 22 years old. Yeah, it's going to be LeBron, Steph. I wouldn't be shocked if a guy like Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, who has dual citizenship, said he wants to play for Team USA. So 
it's gonna be fun to see all those guys again. Well, I hope he can make it in the tryout. I hope you, that. yeah, <laughs> Joe Embiid's gonna have to try out for Team USA. Give me a freaking break. Well, I saw somebody saying that the entire five starting lineup, the shortest guy's gonna be like six eleven. Yeah, it's insane. Like, I mean, LeBron can just play point guard for them, and it'd be awesome. I mean, I saw Webinyama the other day jumped from like eighteen feet from the hoop and slam it yeah. in. The other night, he was Giannis was guarding him last night, the night before we record this, and he shook Giannis and then threw an alley oop to himself off the backboard. He's twenty years old. Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Well, to end off, Ty, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. One is artificial intelligence. Uh-huh. And people talk a lot about it, and I'm always telling them, look, it's it's not Terminators. It's not what you think. It's mostly like Super Google. It just absolutely scrapes the internet. And I use, I use AI for a lot of things. I use AI for editing that I do on this. But this is the year. This is a story I tell people you got to watch for because this is what the writer's strike was about and part of the actor's strike and things like that. It is stealing content like you wouldn't believe you wrote an article just the other day about steamboat mickey and (laughs) the you know we're not talking about public domain stuff they're actively stealing from Mm -hmm. things and there's things ai can do deep fake stuff like that this is going to be the year i think a lot of that gets talked about on april 8th there's going to be a uh, total solar eclipse that is when the moon is right in front of the sun and we had one a couple of years ago, and I think that it's like totally dark at daytime. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it is going to be passing. If you I'm looking at the map right now, where I live is in the 98 percentile of total blackness. Where you live is in the 95 percentile of total blackness. Okay. So you got to go just a little bit south and I got to go just a little bit north, which I'm not going to do. Because they're already saying in Dayton, Ohio, which is a crap city to begin with, sorry, Dayton, is going to have maybe close to 5 million people in it for this eclipse. Holy cow, wow, okay, But it is going to be going across the sky. It's always something interesting to see. The last one, the one that uh, our our stable genius president, not our current one, our old one, stared right directly into. (sighs) What What an idiot. But it's basically where you and I are. It's almost imperceptible. So we're we're gonna be we're gonna be sitting in that exact zone. You guys can That's cool. hit me up if you need to rent my house for a million dollars <laughs> a day or whatever. But then the last thing, Ty, the twenty twenty four election. I I went out to coffee with our dad yesterday and my buddy Kirk, who's done stuff on this before, and they started talking about politics. I was like, I can't. Right now, guys, I just can't. But no, let's let's do it. I, I'm not. Look, I'm not going to make any predictions. I'm not going to do anything like that. And I'm not going to tell you it's the most important election of our lifetime. But this is honestly it. And I don't care what your beliefs are. I don't care what you think. The Republicans, my whole lifetime, have wanted a king. There's a famous Simpsons where Sideshow Bob says, mm, yep. "You want to be ruled by a king who lowers taxes, brutalizes criminals, or and rules you like a king." That's what they want, and they've got it in the most dumbass way possible with the most dumbass person possible. And the fact that your party wants to sell your soul for a a grifter like Donald Trump, that's on you. But that's who you always were. So I just tell people, don't watch the news. Don't watch CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, all that other stuff. At the end of the day, just realize, do you want America? And. Maybe Joe Biden didn't do everything you wanted to. But if you're going to be that self-important and that selfish to basically say, well, let's give the other guy a chance. We did give the other guy a chance and he sucked. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I guess what I'm saying is there are primaries coming up here in Ohio. It's coming up very, very quickly. It's middle of March. Get registered to vote. Go vote and stop this whole whining and crying about your privileged life and how you didn't get what you want or we're not doing enough in Ukraine or we're not doing this for Palestinians or Israelis or things like that. Just grow up and think if you want your country to be here in a year. And that's all I've got to say about that. Well, and I just put in my two cents or whatever. The the day this comes out is the four-year anniversary of the insurrection, I believe. I think about how horrifying three. that was. Three years. Three years. Okay. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's right. I think about how horrifying of a time that was and how anxious it made me to see what was going on and to see our supposed democratic nation get divided like that. From 2016 to 2020, it was bad. There were riots. There were racists coming out. There was everything bad that you could have thought of happen. And then COVID hit. And it was, oh, we'll all be back to everything in, in two weeks. Just just go in your home for two weeks. It was three years until I felt safe to go outside again. And that was under Biden's watch. We quarantined. We quarantined more. We stayed home. We dealt with Omicron. Everything, we got vaccine. We got the ability to go out in public again. We were able to all gather for Christmas this year without having to quarantine or anything like that. I got my kids their most updated booster. This all happened under Biden's watch. Student loan debt was forgiven for a while. Things got better in the four years. And what I enjoyed, I guess if that's the right word about Biden's presidency, is that I don't know what he's doing on a day-to-day basis. And that's how it should be yes. with the president. I am a random white suburban dad, and I don't know what the president is doing. That's how it should be. So just like you said, if you want to keep your country, if these hardcore Republicans are so much about God and faith and country. They're not. That guy is not your guy. Just we got to get these bad people out of here. I've been much more calm since Biden's been president. So just please think not with your racist mind, but with your logical mind. Look, I'll say it here now. I don't think their dumbass candidate has a chance. He's a loser. He's what Kirk said too. Yeah, I talked. I don't know. I understand it, but he's a loser. He's always been a loser. He's a failure. He is He's a welfare queen. He gets fat off of being a being just generally terrible. And he's old and he's crazy. It's just not sustainable in any way whatsoever. And people remember, I said I was going to end here on some COVID stuff, is that, look, COVID's still around. And oh, yeah. it's, but we are to a point where you have to ask yourself, what life do we want to live? And I remember somebody said to me, you get on the airplane, there's a chance it's going to crash. You get in the car, there's a chance this is going to happen. There's sickness, illness around. The thing with COVID is we're able to not only predict it, but we're able to know what to do in yeah. order to get things moving forward. And Ty, I could spend an hour here telling you all the problems I have with Joe Biden, but that's not what I'm going to do here, okay? No. <laughs> you know, when I talk about what's going on in Ukraine or, or the Palestinians and the Israelis and all that stuff, but at the end of the day, and I know people are going to be like, well, it's not just two choices. It is two choices. If yeah, you're going to sit yeah. there and say, I'm going to vote for Cornell West, then you're an asshole. If you're going to say, I'm going to vote for RFK Jr., then you're a dumb asshole. He's an anti-vaxxer <laughs> yeah. as well. So. so this is just as simple as this. The Republican Party does not care about America, does not mm. care about any of this stuff. And if they claim that they're patriots and they're all this other stuff, 
all the fascists in this country, the police departments and things like that, that's who supports Republicans. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, we all know it. And Joe Biden might not get you excited, all right? Might not get you erect or whatever. But at the end I'm of the day, incredible, said, I'm like the most liberal Democrat there is. Mm-hmm. And I, Joe Biden does not get me excited at all. Yeah. But <laughs> this is just where we are. And for the Democrats, they'd be like, can't we have another candidate? No. No, that's, yeah. yeah. It's, he, it's he's the sitting president. Why would he yeah. step down? I guess part of it is, I'm telling you to go register to vote and I'm telling you to just grow up. And that's that's it, because it is going to be tiring. It is going to be exhausting, which is also tiring. And it's going to be loud from now until well after the election. But it is time to put the final nail in the failure of a life that is Donald Trump and get him the hell out of our consciousness. He sucks. He's always sucked. And he made this country worse. It's time to get him out of here. So that's what I'm looking forward to, Ty, is getting him <laughs> the hell out of here. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. And as I've told you many times, you know so much more about this. So I'm just going to follow your lead with this stuff. Well, if somebody needs to contact you to be the next Democratic nominee to challenge Biden, where are they going to find you? I, I don't ever <laughs> want to be president. That seems like the egomaniac extreme. No, you can find me at Facebook and Instagram, Ty Kulik, T-Y. K-U-L-I-K, all lowercase. More importantly, come read my stuff on SeedSing, S-E-E-D-S-I-N-G.com. Yeah, on a lighter note, Steamboat Mickey gets in public domain, and these same people who made a Winnie the Pooh murder movie are making one with him. Yeah. That bums me out. I wrote a whole blog about that, so you can find that on SeedSing, S-E-E-D-S-I-N-G.com. I was just on a recent episode of Chucklehead Chat. We were talking about, we talked about my top five movies of the year with, with Glenn, so you can get that wherever you get podcasts. And as always, listen to me on this podcast, the X Millennial Man podcast. Great. Review us. Tell your friends about us. Check out Patreon. Listen to First Watch Rewatch. I sent an episode over to a friend of mine. And although she didn't agree with my take on the movie Legend, she enjoyed listening to us talk <laughs> about it. So check all that stuff out. As all, And as always, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, repeat all that. X Millennial Man. I've got, uh, again, speaking of in my office, you can't see, but I have one of those crazy like post-it note walls and all these strings like and stuff. SNL writing room. Dude. Yes, that is, <laughs> that is my podcast schedule for the year and what I'm looking at. So a couple of new shows, first watch, rewatch, we're on the hiatus, but it's going to be coming back. I have a couple of ideas. I was looking at it. I was watching some old fat Mac episodes of always sunny last <laughs> <Nice>. night. <laughs> and my wife actually sat down the first one with them. The one Frank's pretty woman, which is like one of oh, my favorite yeah. <laughs> episodes. And my wife actually sat down and watched it. And I said, I should have you watch the fat Mac episodes and get your, oh, they're so good. <laughs> they're so good. Cause she didn't realize that whenever I say our dog is just cultivating mass that I got uh-huh. it from. Oh, the- <laughs> she didn't know that's what that was from. Okay. <laughs> so look for all that. And with all that, being said, we thank you for years. Anything else that you may use to listen to the X Millennial Man podcast? Remember, we're here every Saturday for free. Coming here in 2024, uh, wherever you find your fine podcasting shows. And Ty, it's uh, starting to snow here soon. So, uh, same here. Bundle up, keep warm, and uh, keep on keeping on. Stay fresh, cheese bags. The X Millennial Man Podcast is a production of SeedSing.com. 
fully owned by R.D. Kulik and Associates, LLC. Producers Ty Kulik and Ryan Kulik. Adequately engineered by Ryan Kulik.